Hey, it's Andy Webb. And Jay Day. And this is the Tom and Jay Real Estate Podcast from 99.9 WFRE. I'm Andy Webb, back again to fill in for Tom Whalen this week. Now, Jay, selling a home, you guys aim to make it as easy and as beneficial as as possible for each and every client you have. But selling a home can often have its own pain points, regardless of the situation. Oh, yeah. It's a roller coaster. No matter how, how things are, there's so many things that are out of your control. And I mean, I thought it'd be pretty helpful to talk about, you know, diving into the challenges that sellers face in the real estate market. So, um, number one, staging stress. Have you ever heard of that? I've I've heard of people getting frazzled when they realize, oh, my home has to be shown. What do I need to do to it? Yeah. So the staging stress, you know, it's really interesting because we have clients we'll meet with, and they're like, well, I really don't want a stager coming in and telling me I need to do this. I don't want a stager telling me I need to do that. And, I, and the funny thing is, I had one recently, and um, with with her situation, and actually, uh, now that I'm thinking about it, that person is our house of the week. So oh, that's really funny. Stick around so, for that. Yeah. So she she's like, well, I I do design. I don't know if I really need this. And I said, well, let me tell you, everybody's stress level when I talk about a stager is you know up to their eyeballs out of with stress. And then they call me afterwards and say, that really wasn't that bad, Jay. <laughs> it's like going so, to a dentist. Yeah. Well, sometimes a dentist can be a little rough, You're though. right. It's even better <laughs> than going to a dentist. <laughs> um, another thing, and this has been an issue that's been ongoing, market uncertainty. You know, whether we're in the market we're in now or where we were 10 years ago, you know, the one of the big things that sellers struggle with is when is the right time to sell? And, you know, is it is it spring? Is it this time? Is it that time? And we tell people it's not a season. The right time to sell is when, you know, all of your ducks are in a row. You know what you need to do. And regardless of what time of year it is, homes sell, period. Um, we've sold homes, you know, Christmas Eve. We've sold homes around Thanksgiving. I tell everyone, I'm like, don't be discouraged by that at all. It, there are buyers always looking. People are relocating. Things are happening. Life happens, and when life happens, that impacts things. And you know, some of the stuff forces us to make a change. And that change could be, you know, buying or selling a home. Uh, the pricing dilemma. You know, every every seller is like, I don't want to list it for too low, where I lose money. And then if you list it too high, what happens if, you know, then all of a sudden you're perceived that you're not going to get it sold and then you're going to get a lower offer because you shot too high? Right. You know, we tell people, you know, there is a balance between it. Um, we give them a an idea of what strategies exist. And after informing and educating our sellers, we're like, okay, so now that you understand this, now you understand the strategies, how do you want to go about it? We never force anyone to do one or the other. It's always something that's up to our seller clients. Our job is to inform them of the pros and cons both ways, and then they make the choice of what is most comfortable for them at that time. Um, another one, uh, the waiting game. You know that whole closing process. It's a, it's it's a marathon, and there are lots of hurdles. Um, you know, it's not like you're just running on the track and there's nothing there. Even when you have very little to no contingencies, there are still bumps in the road that can happen. We had one recently that um, someone was purchasing a home that we had listed and the person had a horrific accident and they're in the hospital and they may not even survive. So, you know, again, the human side is, you know, oh my God, that's horrible. 
and it's nothing wrong if the seller also is like, well, we were supposed to close in like three days when, and we tell them that's not happening. Um, you know, again, we made it through all the hurdles. We were a couple days away from closing and things can just happen. It's, right. it's all out of your control. Um, and again, we always tell people when you, when you try and address things, you only should worry about what's within your control and what happens in the universe and the world is not within our control. Um, inspection hurdles, you know, we've had, and I don't know what it is. We've been talking about this. I've had a lot of issues recently with septic systems. Well, septic systems can be, um, minor fix or it could be a very expensive fix. Once you have a septic that fails, you're you're in a situation you're going to have to deal with that. Mm. Or let's say you find there's something seriously wrong with the structure of the house. So taking inspections, and and we're seeing you know more and more of these offers. Even though the market is still hot, we're finding people are really wanting to do those inspections because they're paying top dollar for the house. They're paying a higher interest rate, so they do not have a bunch of discretionary funds to fix anything after the fact that they may have missed by not doing an inspection. Loan approvals. This is another one. I mean, you know, you get a letter. How solid is that letter? Does the letter really mean anything? And candidly, we've talked about, you know, and uh, no disparage to loan officers, but I do think that there should be some repercussions for loan officers that give faulty approval letters. There's no way you can guarantee it's going to be fine. Or even if it is, say that you know the lender put everything through, it was all great, and that person has been at that job 10 years, and then all of a sudden with the economy, they stopped the overtime. And as part of their pre-approval, it was baked in that they were going to have the overtime. They get the next two pay stubs, and they see there's zero overtime. Now they don't qualify. Yeah. So again, you know, loan approvals are something, you know, heartstrings. This is one oh. of the biggest ones. You know, you live in the, it's your home. It is, and we have people say all the time, but this is my home. This is how I like it. And when people say that, we're like, we understand there's a lot of emotion tied to the home. There's a lot of, you know, memories that have happened, good and bad. Um, you know, but when we're preparing your home for sale, the good thing is by doing the depersonalization, by maybe painting, changing some things, it should help you separate a little bit from that and let a little of the emotion out. But the reality is we know it's an emotional experience for most people. Um, the only ones that we see that get really excited are maybe a divorced couple. One person leaves. The other one's like, I can't sell this place fast enough because I want to get rid right. of all of these uh, all these memories. Right. Um, full disclosure. You know, honesty is the policy. Um, but it's not just being honest. It's a legality. If you know that there's something wrong, if you know that the roof leaks when it rains, if you know that you know something isn't functioning, like we're in the summertime and you know your heat doesn't work but the AC works, we don't hide those things. These are things that we have to put out there, and you you know we get into the the nuts and bolts of how the house is functioning. Um, communication woes. One of the biggest complaints that sellers have is you know the agent shows up. They're all in their face to get paperwork signed, and then they disappear. Mm. Um, and you know, it's a stressful time. People get nervous, people get worried, and they want to know what's going on. So we always chat with our sellers and say, "Hey, what? You know, 
during this process, there's going to be lots of lulls where we're just waiting. It's almost like if you're building a house and you see, it's so exciting when you see the foundation go in, then you see the walls go up, then you see the roof go on, then you start seeing framing, and then two weeks goes by, and when you dry, it doesn't look like anything's done. But, you know, there's there's wiring that's happening, there's plumbing, that's ha- there's all these things, but it looks like it's at a standstill. Mm-hmm. So while we're waiting for inspections to happen, while we're waiting for responses, sellers do get antsy and want to know things. So we always say, hey, what is the best way that you like to communicate? Do you want us to get in touch with you when something changes, when we have news? Do you want to have a conversation once a week? Do you want to have a conversation once a day? Do you prefer phone? Do you prefer text? Do you prefer email? It's just so much easier if you ask the seller, which we do, you know, what is your best, you know, what is your expectation as far as communication so that we can meet and exceed that goal? Um, and most people don't ask people that. Right. They're just, you know, they do it their way or they're like, this is how I do it. This is my system. <laughs> well, you know, we're dealing with people and everyone is different. That's what makes us unique. Um, competitive markets, you know, and this is not where we are right now. Sometimes there's too many fish in the sea. You know, there's too many homes out there. And there are pockets where, you know, maybe you're in a neighborhood and there's five homes in the neighborhood that are on the market, um, you know, and you can you can overprice your home and end up missing out because there's something better. Or somebody decides that they were going to list their home, you know, they see you got yours on the market, they put theirs on the market two days later, and they have a lower price and their home is a little bigger. We don't know what people's motivations are on these other situations. And, you know, sometimes people will try to come in and undercut just to try to get done faster. Um, And, you know, another thing that's a big one is relocation juggling. You know, and this is a, you know, refer to it as a real life game of Tetris because it is one of the biggest challenges that you have, especially if you need to sell to buy. Right. In this market, that is extremely challenging. Um, or let's say you're relocating, and I have one that uh, closed last week. My people were, they didn't want to have the home on the market until uh, they moved. They were relocating to Florida, and they had a child at home that had special needs, and it was just overwhelming for them to think of having the house in perfect show condition. So they made a decision we're going to buy our house in Florida. We're going to move everything to Florida, and we're going to list the house once we're gone. And when I met with them, they're like, but we're a little worried because we're going to have to come back. We're going to have things to come up. Let's say we have an inspection and we need things done. And I said, well, actually, you know, our team, we deal with relocation stuff all the time. If you don't want to come back, you never need to come back, not even for closing. You can get your money put right into your bank account. You never need to be here again. Um, And we handle that where they never had to come back. Their home didn't hit the market until after they were in Florida, and you know their home was in West Virginia. I'm like, if you don't want to come back to West Virginia, you can enjoy Florida. And I text with, um, yeah, I was texting with one of the sellers that their their son is loving the pool. He's never been in water before. <laughs> you know, loves the area. They're loving, you know. And I was like, well, I'm glad that you guys like heat because <laughs> uh, August in, uh, yeah, August is a little rough in Florida. Absolutely. Um, yes. But those are just some of the, you know, some of the detailed things that people get worried about. And, you know, even in a market where we are now, where there's a low supply and a high demand, all those hurdles, if you think you can do this on your own, I mean, you can try, but what do you do when you run into these situations? 
Um, that's one of the advantages of having a licensed real estate professional who has a lot of experience in your corner because we can help you navigate through these things. You know, there may be things you worry about that you shouldn't have to worry about. I had another one recently where the person, you know, we got an offer on the house and they wanted to, you know, get it under contract before we before we even hit the market. The buyer didn't see the house. Um, they're just basing it off of knowing those homes in that area. And, you know, I had to lay out to the seller the pros and the cons. And, you know, same thing. I'm like, could you get more money for the house? Maybe. Um, could you have a better offer? Maybe. Could you end up getting not as good of an offer? Maybe. So we talk through all the things and say, well, where do you really want to be? What, Again, it boils down to here. here's your pros, here are your cons. And then you make that ultimate decision of what makes the most sense for you. And you need to feel good about it, feel like it was a win, and you know, and the other side needs to feel that way. If everybody feels positive about it, it's just such a, it's so enjoyable when we have that, you know. As opposed to, you know, you don't need to have two people and ones in one side and ones on the other side, and they're duking it out. That's not that's not fun for anybody. Right. So you know, if you're thinking about selling and any of those things have been concerns of yours, and you want to talk through it. You know, there's no obligation. You can reach us at 866-702-9038. You can go to dayhometeam.com. We're more than happy to chat with you about it. We've had clients we've talked to three, four years before they actually make a move. It's never too early to start a conversation is what I would say. That's a great point. And speaking of conversations about making a move, if there's maybe a move in your future, is there our house of the week that they might be considering? Yeah, this one and this house is meticulous. Um, you mentioned this the the owner, the seller yeah, earlier is yeah. actually a designer. Yes, eighteen oh two Whispering Meadow Court in Frederick, um, listed for six twenty five, four bedrooms, two full baths, two half baths. Uh, an open floor plan, updated kitchen with stainless steel appliances and a kitchen island. There's a morning room extension, which offers plenty of natural light. A partially finished basement. You know, in today's world, people don't like to say things, but I'll quote what my client, it's his, one of the sellers, it's his man cave. <laughs> um, and it is. I mean, there's pool tables, there's a, you know, a freestanding bar down there. It's, it's, it's his man cave. Um, there's a family room on the main level with a fireplace and built-in shelving. The yard is already fenced. There's a deck. There's a large shed. This house is 100% move-in ready. Um, and again, the people have been meticulous. It's very clean. You can, you know, you can move right in if you happen to have any furry friends. Again, the yard's already done. You know, you've already got the fence. You've already got a deck. You don't have anything you need to do to make this home. The again, the basement's partially finished, a big area, and then you have the storage area that's unfinished, and you have a half bath down there. So, uh, go to wfre.com, look up Tom and Jay's real estate podcast. You can see the house of the week. If you like what you see, let us know, and we'll get you in for a private tour. I'm Andy Webb, and I'm Jay Day, and this has been the Tom and Jay real estate podcast from ninety nine point nine WFRE.